I am Allie. <laughs> I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. When you change the cadence of that <laughs> intro, it really throws me off. Shake it up. <laughs> I so, am Allie. Oh no, what do I say? <laughs> I am Allie. It does make it sound like something is about to go down. Or that like you <laughs> expect pushback. Like we're going to yeah, be like, right. stop it. I, do it right. <laughs> I think I just say it that way sometimes when I'm like, wow, my personality has already really been on display on this call. <laughs> I've never been more myself. Derogatory. <laughs> um, does anyone have anything you want to say about your weeks before we talk about the wrestling? Hey, I missed you guys. Oh, missed I you too. Guys. I know. Oh, that's right. It's been a while. Yeah, I felt really off. Actually, I was like, I feel like I haven't seen my girls in forever. Multiple times on Sunday, I sat up and was like, "Oh my god, I didn't do the announcements," and I was like, "There wasn't an episode." But like <laughs> that, what I just described to you happened no less than six times. Yeah, you got it ingrained, that. ingrained what's happening yeah. on what days. And good Listen, for us. We're professionals. We're obsessed with podcasting. <laughs> we think about podcasting all the time. When we're not podcasting, we're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Right. I just think it's like a really good thing for us as people because we need to have somewhere <laughs> to vent our worst takes, you know, That's like true. our most repulsive. Yeah. Our coworkers only hear yeah. normal things from us because no. we have this little yeah. vent. And if, yeah. if we're not venting it out here, it seeps into our regular lives and it's not good. We'd I be like, like a tea kettle without the little hole in the spout. Yeah. yeah. I actually don't know if by coworkers you mean our group chat or our actual coworkers. <laughs> kind of both, I think. Kind of both, yeah. <laughs> kind of both. There's things that we know we're like, our group chat doesn't want to hear about this anymore. They've actually <laughs> had it, it yeah. up to here. And now this. they can kind of opt in or out as they feel That's the need to exactly. this podcast. If yeah. they want to know, we're here for them. If they don't want to know, then they don't know. And they never <laughs> will. Okay. Actually, Let's... my coworkers at once at work the other day, like they asked me, there was some reason where I was like, oh, I had like a a thing I had to do and they were like oh what was it and I was like oh it was like pro wrestling whatever and I have gotten used to just saying that casually to people because you actually usually it gets a pretty positive response like a lot of people like used to watch it with their grandma or whatever <laughs> but um these coworkers were like oh <laughs> and I was like I have made a mistake <laughs> they were not mean it was just clearly like I don't no follow up to questions. hear that yeah <laughs> so anyway <laughs> I don't love to hear that <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think my coworkers really liked it when th this was back when I was on a different group, but when I told yeah. them I was into pro wrestling, they were quite yeah. interested in that. Uh, That's been I don't my think experience they mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, mine were as well to the, but like mine are all like 60 ish uh, women who like are just obsessed with like, they, it doesn't make sense to them. So yeah. at first they just kept being like, Why? And I'm like, why do you like well, anything? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, but like, why? And, and then I think I've told this before, but it's still my favorite thing that's ever happened. My coworker, Paula, after the t first time I went to an AEW show, I came in the next day and she said, did your team win, honey? 
<laughs> That's so sweet. Almost and, never. And did your team win? Well, at that time it was best friends, so no. No. Yeah, no. they've never won and they never will. But it's like in a in a broader sense, like our team in terms of what we want, no. We don't win that much. We don't get what we want that much. No. We're kind of fans in spite of what the wrestling community wants. Absolutely. So. They try to drive us away, but yeah, like cockroaches, we keep coming back. <laughs> Let's talk about MJF. Hey, are you guys ready? We have to talk about MJF. Are you ready? Yes, so ready. Okay. Last week on Dynamite, MJF not present. William Regal came out to speak on his behalf, was interrupted by an angry John Moxley, who was then interrupted by a little Pacific Northwest Brian Danielson. What a look. <laughs> I think we all liked that. It was yeah. beautiful. His beanie, yeah. and he had that kind of like textured hoodie that mm-hmm. like the stoners at your high school wore a lot mm-hmm. of. I love yeah. it. I almost, <laughs> excuse me, I almost <laughs> never uh, find Brian Danielson attractive, and it often I'm sitting here like staring at you guys like you're, you're mean about nuts. him. Yeah. Yeah, but you are. <laughs> it was the most attracted I've ever been to him. I was like, he yeah, was I, cute. I would let him hit it. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. As long as yeah. he put that beanie on, he can smash. Yeah. <laughs> And as long as he wasn't talking, because his behavior was not very good. Um, so, because he was arguing, like, yes, our father is abusive, but like, yes, you you're not allowed to be mad at him. And there was like also a weird vibe where he was like, "And your daughter will feel about you the way you currently feel about William Regal, and wouldn't you want her to forgive you?" And I'm like, "Well, I think it was I actually like Brian Danielson." had felt bad about his alcoholic father, but William Regal taught him to love his alcoholic father. Yeah. And like, what if someone had taught Mox's daughter to love alcoholic Mox? Wouldn't you want to value that person who taught her to love him? Right. When, but the implication was that, sh- that he, yeah. Mox will need that person because his daughter will have trouble loving him. Someday. Yeah. I, I think implied, when you yeah, unpack strongly. it too much, it's actually a little problematic. Yes. <laughs> uh, it doesn't, doesn't really hold up to screw. But um, so we had a little back and forth where Danielson was being like, don't hurt Regal. He's actually like really chill and cool. And Mox was eventually like, get out of here. Don't come back. Okay. And then this week, MJF did come out um, with William Regal. He cut a 17 minute long promo (laughs) about how he's going to be king forever and (laughs) reign forever. And he has his Burberry, beautiful bouncing Burberry belt and just a lot of stuff. And then he knocked William Regal out from behind. And then we watched William Regal get stretchered away for, I'd say conservatively another 17 minutes. (laughs) Seem right. We went to a commercial and came back. back. (laughs) I will say that staggered me when we came back from that commercial and it was still happening. I thought something's gone terribly wrong. It was like as long as when Hangman got knocked out for real and they were having to like vamp through it. it. Yeah. 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 So the, the behind the scenes that has been unfolding quite a bit today is uh, the thought generally is that Regal actually is leaving uh, and is going back to WWE. I think the last thing I saw was that, that Brian Alvarez suggested that he maybe had a clause (laughs) in his contract that if, Triple H came to power at WWE. (laughs) He would get out of his contract and get to go back there, which I haven't really been able to mentally process. It's like the funniest bit of foresight I've ever heard. (laughs) It's like, he's like, yeah, no, I just got fired and I need a new job. But But. if this thing that no one has ever predicted (laughs) happens, if there's a regime change, was William Regal calling the Wall Street Journal and being like, I have some things to tell you about Vince McMahon. Well, that's 
the internet wrestling community, I have seen people be like, Triple H is the one who leaked everything. Triple H told him, "Oh, go go so do Triple something H was else." It, but but oh. yeah, I'll be mm. I'll be back. I'll be in power soon. I bet. Do I know if that's true? No, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> uh, it's just a, it's, it's kind of like a Looney Tunes situation. Is how wild. it feels. Well, and the whole internet rumors around this have been crazy because like last week they were like, "Is William Regal being written off?" And everyone was like, "What? Like you're crazy?" And then people were like, "No, he has a one year contract. No, he has a three year contract." And then it's like, "Oh, just kidding. He has like a loophole clause that Triple H is back in power so he can leave." But like Triple H has been in power for like some time now, hasn't he? Like, you know. I have started to clock, not to sound like a like a rube and an idiot, but I've started to clock that sometimes things happen and I'm like, that's a really normal thing. Why is everybody responding this way? And then I realized that there are a lot of people who are getting locker room gossip. Yeah, a lot of people. And then they're not saying, like, I'm saying this because I have locker room gossip that Regal mm-hmm. might not be around, but they're still responding based on that I gossip. Know. So that's, that's a little something I've noticed. Well, it's kind of wild because we've even gotten like a little bit of backstage like locker room gossip and we're not connected to anything so it is like these people are just talking to everyone and also (laughs) like there's hardly anyone interested in wrestling (laughs) on the whole internet so it's very funny i'm like i feel like i'd never get this much like i mean there is a lot of celebrity gossip but it's you know it's just a rich it's a rich underworld that you don't know about until (laughs) uh you do so if this was the the end of regal what do you guys think about the promo? What do you guys think about the way he's being sent off and what it means for new champ MJF going forward? I think it was pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. It was back and forth and like also like whatever. They've they must have some time to like wrap things up. But this is like they heard 30 minutes before the show that he's leaving and he need this, uh, he's leaving yeah. today. And so they have to do something which like aborts all their plans. And it's just like, like that, can't, that can't be right. Like you what are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and this is that like kayfabe, not kayfabe thing that makes me so crazy is that I'll be like, but what Regal did with MJF didn't make sense. And somebody yeah. will be like, well, he let, he had to leave AEW and go back to yeah. WWE. And I'm like, yes. Regardless. Some point, somebody sat down with a pen and a paper and said, okay, Regal's going to say this and MJF is going to say that. And that person didn't do a good job. No, no, they did a real bad job. And it makes me crazy because I do feel like there is a lot of excuse making like that where it's like, yeah, things like that happen on like regular scripted television shows too. Like someone gets pregnant, someone gets hurt. Like you have to write yeah. someone off. And like, but you still have to come up with like a reasonable little storyline on yeah. the show. And sometimes those storylines are like, honestly, some of the best things that shows do. Like I was thinking about this today because like the X-Files, Jillian Anderson got pregnant early on and they had to like, write her off for a while so Scully got abducted by aliens but it was honestly like a really great storyline that really pushed things forward and it's like and the X-Files was not always a very well written show so like I just think they could be doing a little better job at trying to like you know juggle things pick up the pieces like make some u-turns yeah i just think like sometimes i you know you just don't have all the insight but sometimes i'm like well did you think about like what you want this to communicate about the characters who are going to be left behind like Mm -hmm. because they did do a thing where i guess it's mjf talked up not talked up but talked about a number of different people who it was clear like that's going to be an opponent eventually he brought up Eddie Kingston Mm -hmm. he brought up Danielson he brought up um Ricky Starks and Danielson came out when Regal got hit and 
looking very funny and uh, was like clearly being like, my papa has been downed. <laughs> I ran out here with one shoe on. My papa has been knocked over. My papa. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know what I was going to say. That just happened. I, I feel like I just like can't even put any of this together because I have no fucking clue what they're trying to do with MJF now. I thought it was weird. No. If you're writing Regal off, like it is what it is. But uh, he just stood there the whole time. He just didn't say yeah, anything. He didn't even say anything. He didn't say anything. And I'm like, is he refusing to speak? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of interesting when you think about the fact that like MJF insistent is insistent on pushing this the 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 bidding war of 2024 storyline which obviously everyone has been like we think mjf has re-signed with AEW because this would be a really dangerous storyline to be pushing if he hasn't um but like it's actually somewhat interesting if like regal is going back to wwe anyway if you have him on like not end on bad terms with regal (laughs) to be like well i've got kind of got an in over there like i kind of got a guy on that side like that's something you actually could play with i don't know if they ever would but i don't know what this did i don't really don't know what it did (laughs) It feels crazy. Like the MJF storyline in general has just felt so muddled and it's like, I don't know what story they're trying to tell or what they're, what they're doing at all. And then it was such like a quick, like Regal's turning to join MJF kind of came out of nowhere, not out of nowhere, but you know, it was like quick and underexplained. And then like MJF immediately hits him and it's like totally all, it's just None like, what was the point of this? Yeah. yeah. None, <laughs> like, of it up. None of it makes sense. And I have been, I think more interested in the, arc than I think you two like I think I've been more forgiving because I thought it was going to go somewhere like I just kept being like if it I think if there was payoff then I don't hate what's been happening but Mm -hmm. then there wasn't payoff and there's like I hate it so yeah right (laughs) yeah we just now seem to be in a place where it's like MJF is the same exact character that he was but uh, he has the belt now. And that's I, why I hate that bidding war thing. Sorry. I'll, yeah. No, no, go, no, go ahead. No. That bidding war thing, like, that is, that is something that somebody lower on the, on the, that is something Ricky Starks could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know that I would enjoy it, but, like, <laughs> it would be more appropriate for someone at his, like, where he is in the card. I don't really love the idea of our top world champion being like, and I fucking hate it here, you know? Yeah. It makes me feel so much like if I have to listen to any more of this work shoot bullshit on the show, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) I'm already so, I feel like every week I'm like, for a new reason, I'm quite mentally unwell recently, but it is becoming (laughs) the depths of winter. I'm just like, I can't do it. Like, I'm going to have to, I guess hopefully Twitter's dying. So then in that sense, I will be (laughs) off Twitter, but I'm like, I can't do it. I just want to have a, I just want to have a nice time and nobody will let you have one. And (laughs) I don't know. I was thinking a lot about like... Actually, no. I've immediately forgotten what I wanted to talk about. I said something that I wanted to talk about with heels and I'm faces. Sorry. But no, no. It's, I don't think I was going to remember it before either. I think I've just forgotten it. So, no, it, it really is like MJF hasn't changed at all in character. And then he gets 17 minutes to go out there and basically be like, I'm the same person I always have been. And it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm bored of this. This is too much time to spend on this. And like, maybe MJF would be working as an unchanging character if he wasn't getting this like Jericho bloat situation going on where it's like, you know, if he had gotten five minutes last night or seven minutes instead of 17, like maybe yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to kill myself. But I think maybe, but even if he was, I mean, I, obviously, yeah, he shouldn't it have wouldn't 17 great, minutes. It was, but it, wouldn't so, it was so many minutes. It was so many minutes. <laughs> it so felt many. like seven, like 37. It was it so long. Like, when we when got you, to the, we were like an hour into the show and I was just like, this is all that's happening. <laughs> 
yes, that's all the, the show and is. And then I did go online and see people being like, it was an all-time dynamite. And I'm like, well, they're not all all-time. Okay? <laughs> they're actually not. I think at that point you were like, it's already an hour in. And I was like, and there's been like one match. And then I was like, wait, no, there have been two matches. I just didn't care for either of them. <laughs> yeah, we, like, just, we did have to watch Lavidi and uh, VD and FTR, yeah. FTR bald fight. All right. Well, I think we got to move on. We'll be coming back to MJF's going to keep doing stuff. So we'll be back on MJF and and we'll kind of get deeper into some of the, uh, you know, maybe what he could do differently. Uh, We also did hear from Mox on this week's Dynamite. He opened the show with a promo about how even though he lost the belt, he's still king of the locker room, still king of the ring. Uh, he said, there's nobody that can outwork me, out-hustle me, out-wrestle me, out-fight me, out-bleed me, or out-sweat me. You are so right, baby. You are so <laughs> right. Uh, and he said, no one in the locker room has the guts to come after me. Hangman comes back. Uh, strides out. Furious. Kissing pose. Kissing pose. Fighting, fighting, fighting. <laughs> Security breaks it up. Later in the show, we get a backstage segment. They're out at the loading docks where the boys love to fight some more. They're fighting some more. They're running at each other. Fighting, 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 fighting. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, loved it. Screamed. Yeah. I horny. jumped off. As soon as I heard the music, I jumped up off the couch and went, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, please come save us. I was yeah. so excited. This show was in Indianapolis, too, which is just like two hours away from me. And so me and Jeff had talked about going up for it. But then it's like my last week of work at this client and I can't take the day off on Thursday. So it was and there was supposed to be Jeff was supposed to had to do a work thing in the middle of the night, which anyway, so we didn't go. But then Hangman <laughs> came out and I was like, good God, why do we? Like, why did we skip this show? (laughs) But then the rest of the show happened, and I was like, oh, great, good. I'm glad we didn't go. (laughs) So, yeah. You'll see. When is is the the Kentucky show? Um, It's like January 23rd, I want to say, 26th. Wow. Exciting. Yeah, I'm very stoked. So you'll see you'll see Hangman soon. That's good. Yeah, we got floor seats. Everybody hopefully will be there uninjured. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I I certainly hope everyone is uninjured. <laughs> they better be. We really God. need a we really need a clean stretch where no one is doing a work shoot, no one is horribly <laughs> injured. We're just having fun vibing for a little mm-hmm. while. Get that get the spark back, re- revive yeah. our marriage. Well, and really like the I will say, the episode of Dynamite right after the pay-per-view I thought was great I had a blast the whole time it was just like last night that got a little weird but I'm not even yeah I'm not even like down on this like this was yeah. a horrible episode it was just a slightly weird it was just well, odd. Yeah. I, I also I listened to Brian and uh, Melter this morning because I was just I just felt like they were going to be like so you would never believe it there was supposed to be a segment it was going to go for 12 <laughs> minutes and it got canceled 30 seconds before the show you know what yeah. I mean yeah. like, that's, that's how it felt vibe. for sure yeah <laughs> The pacing was crazy. Like, and it was partly this like long MJFs, but everything else was just like a little bit weird too. So I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like once you have a 17 minute MJF segment, it actually can be a little hard to come back from that. I feel like they're (laughs) not talking about that backstage, but like once I've heard all his catchphrases and I, and I like MJF, I like lots of things that he does, but, uh, he can he can he can really fuck the momentum actually. Yeah. The, I cannot say it enough. The main event was like 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Like <laughs> and it was almost as long as the main event. That's Wild! It's I wish crazy that, that main event just... had been twice as long. I yeah. wish they should give him all of MJF's time. 
Well, and like almost nothing happened. I feel like the other thing that's like, I'm starting to get annoyed at MJF for never wrestling, which like I never have been annoyed at him before, but I mean, he hardly ever wrestles like in general, but it's like, I just feel like he's not doing anything. Like there's no forward momentum. Like things aren't, he's not like pushing any narratives forward in his talking. You you gotta wrestle or you gotta wrestle with your demons. Yeah. One or the other, baby. One or the other. Or hopefully both. We like both. both, You gotta do one of them at least. Yeah. Yeah. What were you, were you going to say something like No, well, just that, like, I think that, I think that it seemed like there was something they were heading towards. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, if <laughs> full gear should have ended a little bit differently, and mm-hmm. then that, then that first promo back should have gone differently. And there's a way in which they did something that made the entire freaking like setup hit really hard, but that yeah. it's not what happened. It like, could have been I, like yeah. three lines too. Yeah. It like wouldn't have even taken that much. I feel no. like to fix yeah. it. You know, I would, I think one of the things that I have been thinking about, which I know we've talked about on here before is that like the tried and true formula that you can use on a TV show for like, we have this character, they're bad. They're a fan favorite. We've got to do stuff with them. They got to develop is that you start up in the big bad stakes so mm-hmm. that you you know, they have to do stuff that they wouldn't have done before. They have to align with people they wouldn't have done before. When he was fighting, so so someone has to be scarier than the yeah. villain, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he when Punk was around, that was the vibe was like Punk could be the guy who was scarier than you. Yeah. And that would have an impact on your character. And that's what I thought was gonna happen with Regal too, where I was like, yeah. you are underestimating this person. This could be the guy who's scarier than you. Mm-hmm. Right now you look around and not in a like not in a way where like no one can out wrestle MJF obviously plenty of people can <laughs> but like no one is around who is scarier than MJF who is going to cause MJF to act out or behave in ways that he otherwise wouldn't and like you yeah. kind of need that you kind of yeah. you know there there's you can you can give so many examples of shows where this worked really well like I was thinking about Buffy I was thinking about Farscape is one of the ones where it worked like so well but um, I think until like that's the thing that I keep thinking about is like who is going to be that guy for you like who is going to be the guy who scares you into doing things you wouldn't have done and then it changes the person you are yeah he needs something somebody to face off against that's that's pushing him for sure and even like they could be doing stuff I was thinking today too because like obviously like the stuff with the firm got really derailed because of punk like all the plans and stuff and then the firm is just kind of like wandering around doing like god knows what but it's like what if they had been like now MJF is without Wardlow for like the first time in his whole time here and like now his mm-hmm. hired help like no one can you know you can't get good help anymore like he's very he could be very on his back foot about <laughs> Seems it you know like where it's nobody like, wants to work anymore <laughs> I mean honestly like you could do a pretty funny storyline of being like everyone's sitting at home collecting unemployment like from the government because nobody wants to work like you know but you could see it like a more isolated oh like an obnoxious God. MJF like yeah. playing off of the Wardlow issues but they just haven't done anything like that. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Can I, uh, can I raise a new subject? Did either of you have something else to say about that? Go for uh, it. You want to know just that uh, Hangman and Mox did very good kissing pose. They should get rewarded for that. Well, very yeah, my new subject I want to raise is how good was Hangman's butt looking? <laughs> oh my God. Like, I was noticing it too. What was going I on? Right? It looks so Ooh. good. I, I was mean, like, that is around. It was like popping. Did he have yeah. his wallet in his back pocket I think too? maybe he had something in his he pocket. Did. I mean, no, I, I mean, like, his, this is, 
Listen, I'm not saying like his butt only looked good because his wife. I mean, like I was just like, <laughs> this man just came in off the street. And his he, butt is so beautiful. He's just ready to go to, he could go buy me a smoothie after this. He has his mm. wallet on him. <laughs> Take me on a date. <laughs> Take me out, sir. <laughs> Perfect man. That's he's it. So good. I'm so happy he's back. It's just, yeah. although it. it did make me think like, I saw someone else on the internet say this. How bad do you think Adam Cole's concussion is? I that know. Hamian's well, back already. I think one of the things that I said was that for a while, like they, I, I don't know who was saying it, but people were like, we're worried that it's like a career ending concussion, mm. which Oof. I really hope now does not seem like it's going to be the case. I hope he's going to come back. I mean, it must've been very bad. He's yeah. probably, I mean, he must be having like dizziness and stuff like, yeah, ew, yeah, bad. Mm, I love you, Adam Cole. <laughs> we had a family friend who was like a hockey enforcer in pro hockey. Like, so the guy who got in all the fights and stuff. And um, anyway, when he was like 40, he started having like crippling vertigo. <laughs> and Un- to- unrelated. Oh, yeah, completely unrelated, unrelated to all the probably. head blows. Probably. Yeah. yeah, probably the fact that he couldn't stand upright for more than two minutes was just, you know. I don't think that's related. No, no if men punching you in the head for your whole adult life. No, nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's not anyway. It's not funny though, is it? <laughs> it's it's <not>. serious. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I think we'll I think we'll probably hear yeah. with hear from Hangman next week. Uh, it was very know, nice the, to like after Punk calls Hangman out and he couldn't come out like that. You know, Mox had him like run out to challenge when Mox was being like, "I'm too yeah. tough for anybody." And um, yeah. It was just, yeah. And I'm glad they're back in it because their chemistry was great. So I'm glad we're not just done with it. Well, their chemistry is electric because they respect each other and they're pushing each other in character. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, I respect you, but I, I want you to be different in this way. I want you to Mm -hmm. prove this to me. Yeah. That's sexy. I, mm-hmm. I think there's also a thing like for Hangman, it felt very much like I have something to prove. Like this is like, fuck, I've had the worst year of my life and mm. you are becoming the avatar for all of that. I have to defeat you in order to make like, to feel like myself again. Mox did have a little bit of like a vibe of like, oh, are we going to brawl? I fucking love this. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's get at it. I'll murder you. And then you murder me and I'll murder you. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Let's get at it, boy. Let's get at it. <laughs> it was so funny. The ongoing brawl was so, with all the security. Like I love just like a 30 security guard can't pull apart this few kind of thing. There was one point too where like, I think after Mox had kind of like run at him, but then like fallen off the ramp and people were a little bit like, is he's hurt, but he's okay. And then like one of the security guys was just like, visibly laughing on camera. <laughs> he like, did yeah, my ass over tea kettle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm excited to to see him to see him keep 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 almost kissing. I want to mm-hmm. see them be almost kissing so many times on my screen over and over again. And if they wanted to actually kiss, that would be okay too. They could kiss if they want to for sure. Guys, <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening, don't feel like you can't. You can. <laughs> Okay, men, so that's men good. could really aggressively kiss each other, and that could be kind of like the biggest fight of all. <laughs> so true. On that note, let's talk about the elite. Uh, the elite fought <laughs> games two and three of their best of seven series against Death Triangle. I love that we're calling them games now because we are in basketball mode. I, the IWC is basketball fandom now. And do I understand anything that anyone's saying? No. No. None of it. I don't if know. They're what. boy jokes. They can have some boy jokes. Some yeah, boy jokes I, for the boys. 
I love these boy jokes because I laugh at them without understanding them. I'm just like, it's funny because it's wrestling, not basketball. But we're talking about it like it's basketball. It's comedy. It's simple we're putting, comedy. Putting little ESPN commentary funny. clips over it. I don't understand it at all. But funny. it seems, seems like we're having a good time. I'm very like, it has the cadence of a joke. Right? That's all I need. But I'm like, a ba- I'm like a baby where I'm like, if it has the cadence of a joke, it is a joke. I'm just like I'm looking laughing. at everyone laughing around uh, around me and I'm laughing too. Like, yeah. It's funny too because like they're all like, man, a, a 3-0 like loss record, like that's just almost insurmountable. But like I don't watch basketball, but I do play no. tennis. And in tennis, like a 3-0 lead in a set is like nothing. <laughs> like you can be ahead 5-1 and lose really easily. So I'm like 3-0, that's not insurmountable at all. And it's like, oh, well in basketball, I don't know what Different goes sports. on in there. Different hey, sports. They are not the same sport. And, uh, and you heard it, heard it from us first. Yeah, guys, this is, this is so the only smart. podcast that's willing to say that. They are the different Tennis sports. basketball, different. <laughs> totally different. Wow. Well, we've gone out on a limb, but let's press on. We're sports uh, so girls now. We're going to talk about, I mean, we're, we're spending most of our time on this, but it's what we care about, so let's do it. Um, so we'll talk about both of the, the uh, matches. So they lost their second match against Death Triangle last week. Uh, they, this was the, they were back in Chicago. They went <laughs> full heel. They came out. Uh, the crowd started booing. They clearly were like, okay, that's what we're doing. Um, what would you guys think? Wow. That was this is, that <laughs> smiled was a, so big. She she made such a big smile. She said, "I liked it. <laughs> I liked it, baby." It was good. It was so fun to watch them with the hostile crowd because, like, like I know they're like you know entertainment professionals and they've worked in front of hostile crowds like a lot. But you really saw it where it was just like, oh yeah, they don't care. They're ready to like get these people on board. And like by the end of it, the and crowd was like really they into did. it, which was very cool. Not yeah. even by the end of it. I would say by the middle of it, the oh, crowd yeah, was having sure. like, yeah. a fucking blast. I think mm-hmm. they did something. I don't, it was just so like I like they don't get enough credit where I think that when their music started and they started coming down the ramp there was this moment where the where like you we were like is this going to be like a bad hostile crowd like yeah. this is going to be unpleasant and it became so clear immediately that the elite was going to lean into it and be like yes we want you to boo us and all of a sudden the vibe changed of the crowd mm-hmm. being yeah. like the third character in the match being like this is my role my role is to boo them now yeah. we're having fun now I'm part of it now this is all a game we're playing and I'm in on the joke yeah. that's mm-hmm. like really skillful and so it yeah. is. the totally. idea that we came out of this match and Twitter was like but was it morally right to make fun of CM Punk <laughs> it's fucked up <laughs> We are we are talking as always. We're trying to talk about art, people. We're trying to talk about art. Can some of you focus? Zoom in, focus on the plan. We are talking about art, and it was good art. The and the people who were there morally loved right it. To make, the phrase is morally right to make fun of CM Punk. Like honestly, puts things right into perspective. I think, like, so everyone can just chill out. Like, guess what? It's not actually a real problem. It's okay. <laughs> People are dying. <laughs> if it's not okay to make fun of CM Punk, what are we all on Twitter doing all day long? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was great. The, the reportage, I believe, from uh, from our dirt sheet buddies, our male gossip hounds, uh, <laughs> Brian and Brian and Dave was that uh, they, they made some calls on the spot. They did some specific spots uh, mocking CM Punk. Good comedy. It was good comedy. <laughs> it and was. what I would like to call out is that I thought we had a lot of 
really civil conversations about this on Al Gore's <laughs> internet. I thought I was so proud of everybody because I said, you're willing to engage in good faith. You're willing to talk about this, uh, you know, even, even tone. You know, so I, congratulations mm-hmm. to the entire internet wrestling community <laughs> on a great couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm going to start tweeting like Tony and just like when he's just like, and that's 12 straight weeks of a, gr- of a great show at AEW Dynamite, but it, that's just me about the IWC <laughs> and I'm lying. 12 great weeks in the IWC where I think everybody has had a really good attitude and they've treated each other well. Oh, it has it, been zero days since our last nonsense. <laughs> it's honestly just so funny how like how just mad everyone is when it's like literally like just the stupid like Brawl is just the stupidest fight in the world. You know, it's like a man had a meltdown and then there was a nice fight among adult men it's true that over it's like, like the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. Um which is amazing. I know. Like everyone deep breaths. Yeah, but um like Matt Jackson mocking the buckshot lariat that Punk couldn't do. I'm sorry, it's very funny. Yeah, <laughs> and when just... he does his little face that he loves to do, like, what? Who me? Oh no, I fell on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like. We're simple girls. Um yeah. entertain me. Entertain me in front of a hostile crowd. Also, the other funny thing is that like all these people were like these men are fools if they can't like make money off of the brawl out situation and work together. But then the the second they start like actually trying to make money off it in the ring, they're like, Oh my God, that was so offensive. That was so (laughs) wrong. So wrong. Can you even believe how petty they are? (laughs) This is morally wrong. (laughs) It's morally wrong. CM Punk is very sensitive. Capitalism. (laughs) Let that be a lesson. Oh, they should be, have a white hot few to make money off this. Stop licking capitalism's dick <laughs> hop off the hog anyway episode title <laughs> hop off the hog yeah yeah in fact i'm gonna message that to myself <laughs> okay so then on this week's dynamite the question was will the elite have to come back will they lose and have to come back no yeah and have to come back from 3-0 and, or get swept. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think you nailed words it. You don't understand at all. I think the no, best part be a, was hockey Marjorie what, making a little smile because <laughs> we're so stupid. I know what get swept means. It means that Death Triangle would win four and they'd win zero and Death Triangle would win that way. But it's just funny because it's not going to happen. But everyone was saying Matt Jackson's legacy is on the line. They did win, so it's 2-1 now. Um, Leah, I'm going to shoot it to you because I think you got a hot take to hit us with. I think it's extremely fucked up how the Elite can put on an absolute banger of a match. And, like, I will see more, not even, like, punk people. I'm talking about, like, normal wrestling reviewers will be like, yeah. So it was obviously a match with, like, a ton of storytelling. Everybody did amazing moves, and they hit everything correctly. But, yeah, I thought it was kind of a snooze fest, and it was like, how like yeah? I, at this point, the elite are so good at putting on a match that like they actually can't exceed anyone's expectations because they're already mm-hmm. at the ceiling. I think it's impossible to impress anybody. It's like in a political debate when like one person was way better, but the other person everyone thought would be worse than they were. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. well, they kind of won the debate. They were like half as yeah. good, but I thought they'd be a quarter as good. So <laughs> I think there's also something going on sometimes where people like don't want to be like yeah that elite match slapped because people love to just be like oh you're in the pocket of big elite you're in the pocket (laughs) of the big bucks huh like I feel like there is a there is a degree to which people will sometimes talk about the bucks especially like they don't want to end up 
Like they're they are <laughs> actually true. enjoying themselves, but if they say they're enjoying themselves, then you people will won't listen to them about stuff. Like yeah. there's something crazy going on. Yet with another guys. review are paid no. off by the young bucks. Exactly. Right, right. Like it's somehow cringe to be like that was a good match and I had a nice time. Yeah, yeah. and or, like uh, yeah, it's like you know they're too good. And that was so at after after this week's match, Kenny got to close the show. And he was talking and he looked over and he saw someone's sign. And the sign said, I hope everybody had a nice time. And Kenny called it out. And he was like, that's, he's like, that's the whole reason for being here. He's like, that is what I'm here to do. And I hope that happened. I hope that you were standing here today and you had a nice time. And I'm like, the fact that that is what the elite does is that they give a crowd a really good time and no one ever appreciates them for it. That's (laughs) fucked up. He's going to cry. But I I don't know about you guys, but they're mommies with babies. (laughs) They are, hey, they are mommy baby to the extreme. I think that's right. It's like the same thought about the, about the Chicago match where they were like, the crowd's not going to be happy with us, but we want the crowd to be happy. So we are going to do things that will allow them to enjoy their unhappiness with us. Like Mm -hmm. they will have a good time and they won't like us and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like we'll make make fun of CM Punk in a petty way a little bit, and the crowd will love hating that. So yeah. you know, yeah, I'd be bad at it. I wouldn't like doing that. No, no I wouldn't. I would it's not my bad. talent. I'd I would like, say <laughs> enjoying hey. all booing me. Yeah, no. I would be like, hey, I think like one person in this arena doesn't like me, so I actually I have to call Absolutely. it for the next two years. I have to like, quit wrestling can you cut forever, the music so I can just be like, guys, please, I have to explain my side of things. <laughs> I got one negative tweet on Twitter, so like I'm hey. pretty much. Goodbye um, forever. Can the person that hurt my feelings just come up to the ramp real quick? Because <laughs> I want to apologize to you. I'm really sorry. I get on sorry. my knees. I will get on my knees like Brian Danielson, and I will beg. I will beg for your love. <laughs> That's funny because I think we say some incendiary stuff on this podcast, so maybe we are growing as people. That's yeah. true. We haven't. True. No one's yet said anything mean to us because no one listens to us. So that's yeah, let's the sweet stay spot small. That's the lesson. Yep, that's <laughs> true. Uh, there's another another funny thing about like Melter's reaction to this was that like so he was like kind of he was mad about the whole MJF thing and he was like saying that too many people have turned face heel face heel face heel <laughs> and he did a very funny thing where he was like talking about Death Triangle. And the Young Bucks, where he was like, the Bucks came out when the, Kenny first came back, they were faces. And then they came out after the suspension, they were also faces. And then in Chicago, <laughs> they were heels. Yeah, it was exactly what the crowd needed. And yeah, they were working with the crowd. And the crowd wasn't confused at any point, And it was the right thing to do in the match. <laughs> but it was a lot of turns. <laughs> I was like, Why are you complaining? <laughs> also, think- like, what are we even saying? I mean, they were like working heel, but it's like at the same time, like they didn't do anything immoral. Like what exactly? Well, do we he, mean was by that, I mean. he was going to use that. He was going to use the hammer. Well, Matt was he was filleting the hammer. He was, and then he was the hammer is his boyfriend. He's kissing the hammer. He's a man a hammer. Why wouldn't he use the hammer that he loves? A man can't kiss a hammer anymore without being accused <laughs> of nefarious deeds. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is that, like, I know we're tunnel talk and like we literally do care about this, the assignments. <laughs> But I don't, like I know Allie you don't, can but never I do. remember which tunnel is which. I don't know which tunnel is which. Okay, and I've never. Ca- I care about it deeply. I pay attention to it. I think it's like a deeply. big part of the storytelling. And the fact that like for okay. this, I'm like, well, it doesn't it doesn't actually matter? It doesn't like. But I, at no point to this story does it matter. No, what, well, what gender the young bucks identify as? Okay, <laughs> and also it's, it's like MJF is like a face in Long Island, but that doesn't like change him overall. It's like everyone's allowed right. their little like one off shows. But I want to say also, like, it's important. It is important to the storytelling. Like, I do agree with that. And because it's the way that the whole, that the whole, you know, 
farce of wrestling is constructed, <laughs> that it matters if you're a heel or a face. But I do think that, like, maybe it would be helpful for people to think a little bit more about, like, <laughs> do you know who the person you are is? And mm-hmm. in different situations, you are going to come off different ways. Like, that is what mm-hmm. you guys are saying, too. But, like, I just sometimes think that, like, there is room for growth in the way that we think about heels and faces and what they are and and what it means for your character. And I just don't think people are talking about it that much. Like, there's this idea yeah. that it's like, it, you, sh- you have to have old school heels and faces. And it's like, you can't. There's They're just invented an AI that's writing papers for people. Like, <laughs> it's different. It's all different now. That's yeah, what well, I say. And it's interesting, too, because it's like when MJF mentioned Eddie there, like a big Eddie chant happened, which was amazing. And it was like because like Eddie Kingston is one of the biggest faces in the company, but he's not like a good guy who's like heroic in another way. You know, so it's like you can can be very complicated about how those things work for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. I I think a lot of it is about it's like if if people have if the internal logic of them makes sense and you feel like they have their own like code of living, mm-hmm. then like in this day and age, that so, feels so rare that you're like, of course that's a face. The goodest guy mm-hmm. in the world is the person who like understands himself mm-hmm. and like lives by his code. Honestly. Yeah. I think I saw, some, saw someone like on Twitter saying that like, like hangman's actually like the biggest, like, wrestling innovation like a face who is like a different type than like all like everyone else is like doing like someone from the 80s like they're doing an imitation basically but his like anxious millennial thing is like actually like a new kind of face which is probably true i mean i obviously don't have the history to know but it's like that sounds right and it makes sense and it like works really really well so yeah yeah, like i know that he resonates in a way that a lot of these people don't okay we've talked about almost nothing in this episode (laughs) (laughs) so uh Take a little gander at what else is on here. Um, the firm, uh, so Ricky Starks won the Eliminator tournament. Can anyone explain this to me? So he has already won. He's going to fight MJF at Winter is Coming, but he wants to win the Dynamite Diamond Ring battle so he can get the Diamond Ring too, so he can fight MJF twice and get Diamond Ring? Yeah, so it's for two different things. So he's going to fight him for the belt, and then he's going to fight him for the ring. And I suspect, because they they're not going to want MJF to hold both, I suspect he's going to, well, obviously he's going to lose the belt. We all know he's not going to get the belt, but I think he's going to get the ring. It sounded okay. like you meant MJF for a second. I was like, obviously he's going to lose the belt. I'm like, really? <laughs> wow. Leah, he just made a new one. I think they're going to want to get their money's worth out of no. that. Ricky, Ricky. No, I think Ricky's going to end up with the ring and good for him. That's that so interesting because I don't like, I don't really want Ricky to have that ring, but um, if he gets it, that's fine. Okay. But Ethan Page <laughs> wants to get it instead and he wants, is MJF supposed to fight, but he's not going he to fight both of them at the same time. Same day? Wait. (laughs) Okay. If Ethan Page won the dynamite dynamite diamond ring. Okay. (laughs) If. if, Okay. (laughs) I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to ask. Would it be two separate matches? Yeah. Right. I know. But if Ricky Starks won it, he would have to have two separate matches with MJF? Yes. But they wouldn't be on the same deck. No, I don't. Well, unless they combine it for Winter is Coming. And they I do would one assume match. it would be one match that would combine. But that's what, because Ethan Page was like, I want to win Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale. So then I'll fight MJF the same day you fight MJF. 
Oh, Is really? I didn't hear that. Up? Oh, I missed that. I don't it know. This confused me like crazy. Well, you, mm. well, I'm glad that I chose to get into this one. I didn't understand <laughs> anything about it. I guess I thought that I thought that together we would understand it, but I'm not sure we do. <laughs> <laughs> Feel farther no. away from it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it wasn't so late because I could. Uh, phone a friend and be like Sarah what's going on but she's asleep <laughs> we gotta we gotta put those phone a friend rules in I mean I don't oh. have any friends to phone but I have friends they just don't know about this. I like so many friends they're just like uh, unavailable right now <laughs> they're just off screen laughing with me um okay whatever let's move on uh FTR still exists I don't know that we need to talk about this we just don't like them and they're being really annoying like that's it yeah I was so annoyed that Dax got a stupid solo match against Danielson in like a really good time slot and it went on forever and I hate him. Oh, for I a hate long his time stupid they hit face. each other and beat each other up. Yeah. They beat each other up. And men kept being like, yeah, obviously it was a perfect match. Obviously <laughs> we all loved that match. And I was like, grow up. Well, I loved it because I needed the second thing that happened on the show to be not interesting because I had to heat my dinner up. So that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, um, our, our group chat was just full of people being like, great, I'm going to go dry my hair. <laughs> so It was a very funny, like, at the same time, multiple of us being like, oh, good, I have to go do this. <laughs> do you guys think this is the one thing that I do want to say? My personal theory, so, so FTR also fought top, tried to say top gear, no, <laughs> top flight. They good fought- year. <laughs> Goodyear, the Goodyear blimp. Uh, they fought top flight uh, on Dynamite last week. And, you know, they've had this whole thing where they're like, we, don't, we aren't getting any time on TV. <coughs> and they've also are trying to, they did this interview with Sean Rice, Dax, FTR did, where he was like, our contract's up and maybe we'll be leaving. Who could know? <laughs> I think, A, that Tony told them, when you're on TV, you have to be a mentor and you have to fight little teams. You can't only fight other big boys. You have to help the small boys become big. I think that's one thing he said to them. But also, I kind of am like, are they locked in a battle about whether they're going to get the belts? Probably. I feel like they are. Yeah. I like my co-hosts are like, I have nothing to say about that. I don't want to. <laughs> I know. Well, I, asked, I mean, probably, cause, well, but they already have so many belts. Just like ugh. I don't want them to have it. The belts have got to go. Yeah. I know. Well, it's dep- like the thing is that like it just depends on so many things that we don't ultimately care that much about. So like if they're they could take the belts off the acclaimed, but if they do, they have to lose some of the belts that they currently have. And the thing is that Dax is currently pretending that maybe he won't resign when his contract's up in April. God. And if he don't, does that, don't it's not like it's not like me Tony's going to be like Dax. I'm going <laughs> to it's not like Tony is like, I'm going to give you the belt if you're not going to be around to defend but that's it. So what I'm saying is he trying to leverage it and be like, maybe I would stay if you let us win the belts. Yeah. Possibly. But I don't like, I don't, I mean, the men can prove me wrong, but I sort of, I'm like, are they that valuable? No, I feel like they're not. I, don't I feel know. like even well, with the men me. lately, like F- yeah, Reddit people has have not, turned on them. No, Dax Reddit has not been impressed. Yeah. yeah, Dax's just like personality around the internet has really <laughs> done him a disservice. Yeah. I think he really like, kicked it up a notch. Yeah. Bam. Okay, let's move Ugh. on. Um, Jericho got his chest beat up. Jake Hager really likes his hat. Thought. really likes his hat. Loves I his hat. love his hat storyline. It's just so great. It's really, it's still just working for him. All those little guys that aren't getting like a strong personality on television should just find their purple bucket hat. You know what I mean? Uh, also, we should say from uh, last week that 
and you had suggested that there was a children's book in which uh, somebody, (laughs) a child was given a small object that made them feel confident. And one of our fans, Emmy, uh, sent us a message saying that that is the plot of Hangman's actual children's (laughs) book, The Golden Lasso. I could sense it through the ether. I did not know that. And then I bought it to see if I would give it to my nephew. So (laughs) I read it. (laughs) So thanks, Emmy. Are you going to give it to him? Um, I don't know. It's a little, well, to be honest, it's not that good a children's book. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> pro wrestlers, they're not children's authors. Ouch. I'll just say that. Ouch. Is it inappropriate? <laughs> no, it's not inappropriate. It's oh. just kind of, it's kind of um, not, like the storyline isn't very focused, I would say. It could use an editor. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a BTE children's book. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I suspected that because I've been looking at the, I've looked at the first couple pages of the Young Bucks children's book a couple times and been like, this is insane. What child would read this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kids like strange things though. I mean, I feel like kids sometimes can have pretty bad taste. So <laughs> that's true. So I might just give it to him just to see at my you know? brother. Basically, I did feel like, I don't know if this is the best because I do want to eventually get my nephew into wrestling, but he's only two and a half. So like, I don't, is this the best intro? But maybe it is. I don't know. I think the like let him imprint maybe right you now, yeah. And so it's in there as a core memory. Like oh, mm. wrestling is wrestling is fun. Yeah, Adam Page and the horseshoe. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Adam Page and the horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm just looking at this like I don't know what's going on. Oh, so <laughs> Renee also had a sit down with uh, Claudio. Oh no, this is what happened. Okay, so Claudio had a whole back and forth with Jericho where Jericho agreed to fight him for the ROH belt again. If Claudio loses, he will join Jericho Appreciation Society. And that's going to happen. That match is going to happen at uh, battle, final battle, ROH, ROH, final battle. I will say that I don't necessarily want BCC JAS to keep going. Like I'm done. Oh, you don't necessarily want it. At the same time, Don't you a little bit want to see Claudio in the middle of that circus having to be wearing some of the Backstreet Boys outfits? Yeah. Literally, I think Claudio should lose and he should do comedy for me. He should dance (laughs) like a monkey for me. I do like love this twist because I have been so sick of Jericho Appreciation Society and BCC, but it's like, oh, I actually don't know what's going to happen. Like, I feel like it's very plausible that Claudio might have to join them. You know, like, I just don't know what's going on with the BCC right now. So it's like adding some suspense to it. And also I would love it if he did have to. So it would be so funny because the other thing that would happen is that Yuta would truly be left alone with his slowly (laughs) divorcing dads. (laughs) His dads who like had like a physical fight. Like, right. Brian Danielson slapped him <laughs> mocks across the face and then Claudia's- fell to his knees saying, I'm sorry. I thought it was like crazy his parents are having a hard time right now. The recaps that I looked at didn't even mention that slap. And I was kind of like, men are too desensitized to violence, actually, because <laughs> like obviously this is it's wrestling and they're fighting. I get that. But like this slap kind of seemed like it really mattered. Like an <laughs> it was open hand personal- slap across the face, and then he said, I'm sorry, like 30 times and Between- fell to his knees. Co-parents. in front of him between co-parents like someone calls cps this isn't a safe environment this child left a safe home with orange <laughs> cassidy and chuck taylor who would never fight moved like into <laughs> this hellscape yeah <laughs> i know it was like the most electrifying and exciting moment of the whole episode and they're like leaving it out of recaps like it doesn't even matter i don't i don't know. understand how men watch television it's i don't confusing. know i'm not sure they do i'm not sure they do <laughs> Okay, and then so then also, uh, 
So Renee had to sit down with Claudio and Yuta and Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia in 2.0. And that the outcome was that Yuta and Claudio are going to fight Jake Hager and Garcia on dynamite next week but then Yuta and Garcia are going to have a rematch for the ROH Pure Championship again at Final Battle PPV which I will not be watching when I watch that match yeah I'll be watching that one match yeah that one match yeah it interests me but I won't I'll be finding it Alvarez has a theory that that promo had to he was like it was highly edited and I think it was based on Renee's face I'm pretty sure it was because they kept cracking up and it had to keep being refilmed also they made made a big deal it's so cute well and they made a big deal about how it was like live from their studio in Nashville and I was like what are you talking about (laughs) so like if it was pre-taped and heavily edited that you know it does make sense delightful Okay, any other thoughts about uh, Ring of Ring of Honor? <laughs> hey, guys, any thoughts about our favorite promotion, Ring of Honor, before and I they move s- on? They said that pure championship. I was like, oh, right, there's another. There's so many belts over why here. Is it, why is it called the pure championship? Doesn't it make it sound like a like a dog show thing? <laughs> it's got some kind of like... Or like a virginity ring. rules where like... <laughs> <laughs> they have to like shake hands and they can only win in certain ways. It's like, it's for like boys. If you're still that- a virgin, <laughs> you can only hold the belt if you're a virgin. I just want to like lock this down. That Danny that's Garcia we all agree. and Willer Yuta are fighting for the virgin belt. For yeah. the virgin belt. <laughs> for the best virgin in the company. And if you lose your virginity when you have the belt, you don't get to keep the belt anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're seducing each other. They're trying to seduce <laughs> each other to get the belt. But actually, if you seduce someone, you also become the Yeah, that's it's kind of a problem. Assured yeah. This, is, yeah. this is so interesting. This mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Wow, I, do I love ROH now? <laughs> okay, well, it's not safe for us to talk about this, so let's move on. Uh, best friend. Oh, OC fought Jake Hager on last week's Dynamite. So this was uh, normal size, small man, and the blown up version of man <laughs> fighting each other. Uh, and it was uh, mostly hat based comedy, which was perfect. <laughs> Did you agree? So I good. cannot believe that Orange Cassidy never put that hat on. I, I mean, it's know. not. He, he tried. I, I will say it, it was not his fault. But did he but try hard enough? I, I, I need a rematch until he gets that hat. I know I the fact that he won the match but didn't get to put the hat on. Like, what are we even doing here? What do you think the chance is that Orange Cassidy, the real man, the man behind the character, not <laughs> named Orange Cassidy, was like, that hat's going to mess up my hair. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I've committed yeah. to the bit enough that, like, yes, it will be a hat based match, but no, it won't be putting the hat on my head. <laughs> Thank you. Jake Hager doesn't. Chuck yeah. Taylor would have put on that hat. Th- th- Absolutely. Th- no, well, Dustin will do anything that makes I him look weird. Chuck Taylor's made it clear that he doesn't care how his hair looks. So <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I, looked at the- I looked at the promo image for their lumberjack match and uh, was reassessing his jeans situation. And I think I own those. I think I own those oh, jeans. I think nice. I own those exact jeans. And it's like not a cool look. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Orange Cassidy did win this match. And then um, the factory came out to menace best friends afterwards. Uh, there was uh, the lights went out. Lights come back on Julia Hart stage spot. House of Black in the ring redebuting. They beat up best friends. They beat up the factory. The House of Black is back, baby. <laughs> Thoughts? 
I don't mind best friends feuding with House of Black. I'm okay with that. It's way better than feuding with the factory. Mm-hmm. So it's a real like mismatch of aesthetics and sensibilities, but in a way that could be pretty funny. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. It could be funny. I was not convinced that they will be feuding as such. I know. I, <sighs> I agree. Because it was unclear what anybody was doing there and like why they were beating up everyone. Yeah. What I took from the, I mean, you can't, I don't know why I'm like, the internet wrestling community said this. Well, they're all idiots. It's the dumbest group of people <laughs> I've ever been a part of. So, um, but people were being like, we want House of Black to tear through the, the division. And that's what we think that this is going to be. And I thought that would maybe was right because it's like they show up and they just beat up everybody present, even though mm. they were like fighting each other like they're not aligned with anyone they just like to f- yeah to fight i, I don't may- know mayhem basically yeah i was kind of disappointed too well not disappointed i really thought that malachi and buddy were gone forever and they're not which is fine but i was a little bit like oh great buddy's here <laughs> so happy yeah but we need trios for um, we do need trios our young true. bucks to fight we gotta just grab a third guy <laughs> from anywhere grab the most generic third guy well i think Buddy has a certain something, and it's called curl care tips. And <laughs> someone true. has to give them to the division. If he, he would step up and give Kenny Omega some curl care tips, he okay. would. I would never criticize him again. No, but Kenny's not listening. Kenny's ears and his heart are closed to the concept of curl care tips. <laughs> unfortunately, I've tried to get him on the phone about it, but he <laughs> is week, ducking me. Usually, usually it doesn't quite bother me that much, but this week. what he had going on was a nightmare (laughs) it's really getting to it it, yeah it it does concern you about matting when you see him now and it's which is absolutely not great absolutely i mean yeah it's not a good situation um i don't even remember what i was saying i'm so loopy right now (laughs) oh house Uh, and black are back then they might bulldoze okay Hmm. were you gonna say something leah no i was gonna try to help you fill in and say and then uh OC gave that promo with uh, QT. It was very funny. He's very become funny. very enthusiastic to wrestle matches now. So. Well, he loves just getting out of conversations, which I find very relatable. The mm. second someone is talking for a little too long, he's like, yeah, well, let's do that. Bye. <laughs> okay, let's just do it. Bye. Um, I think he could agree to something he doesn't mean to eventually, and that would be the <laughs> funniest possible end point of this new character trait so Mm -hmm. i hope he agrees too quickly and doesn't realize what the stakes of a match are going to (laughs) be i would love that i do like that he's doing like a slightly different little bit it's like a little energetic i love that he has the belt that he gets to pose with all the time i'm very happy with oc right now he's a sweet boy he's cute Mm -hmm. to look at yeah he and he has hair that it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter (laughs) beautiful hair <laughs> yeah it's nice hair it's not what kenny's curls could be if he put in the work but no it's good hair <laughs> okay let's talk about dark order so <laughs> we've been we've been threatened with this storyline for quite a long time I, that sounds mean but it's just like they they it took them a while to get here but <laughs> on dynamite last week i something happened that set up uh dark order versus uh Roosh, butcher and blade so it's supposed to be um Silver, Reynolds, and 10 fighting for Dark Order. The match starts on Rampage. 10 is nowhere to be seen. So poor Silver and Reynolds are fighting for their lives on their own at the disadvantage. Eventually, Evil Evil Ono and Negative One came out with 10. 10 comes into the ring. Almost immediately, 
turns on John Silver because he's aligned with Roosh now. He Roosh Horrible. praised his body that he keeps in shape <laughs> enough that yes, he joined Roosh's bull faction. They have a name. Uh, Los Los Ingobernables. Yeah, Sounds La Faction right. Sure, that could be right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the aftermath was despicable. <laughs> Thank you, Cage Side Seats. Uh, Ten beat up all. Everyone got beaten up. Ten took off his mask, so we saw his hideous butter face. <laughs> he he looked, actually looked cuter than I remembered. I was like, oh, he's normal. <laughs> he yeah. fine. And he threw the mask at negative one's feet, the mask that was given to him by Brody. And, uh, and that's it. And he is a bad guy now. And Dark Order is down to, is it just 10 Reynolds Silver? Yeah. Uno. So Uno. No 10. 10 left. Yeah. 10 left. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, one. there's a trio. <laughs> it's a trio. Uno. There's three yeah. of them. Uh, yeah. And I still have not watched Rampage. I'm so sorry. Did somebody try to take off ones? I mean, um, yeah, they ripped mask, off. And we found out that he's bald. Oh, he's got I a bald head under that. there. I think yeah. I blocked it out because I didn't like when I it learned was it. It horrible. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being bald, but it was shocking. It did. Yeah. I just didn't see it coming. He doesn't have bald guy energy. I just didn't he know. He doesn't. No, that's true. I thought he would have hair under there. <laughs> <laughs> it I was quite think, a shock. Like, maybe yeah. like slightly balding, <laughs> but I just, I definitely thought that he had hair. You know, I guess maybe if you wear a mask that much, then you <laughs> could have matting issues with hair. So maybe it's better to just shave it all off. Yeah. That's what I thought. Maybe oh. Kenny wears a mask everywhere when he's not performing. That's the problem. It's like and when my dog was wearing a little like yeah. suit after she got spayed and then she was all mats underneath. Yeah, yeah that's probably that's, what's going on with Kenny. I think that might be what's happening with Kenny. Yeah. Should, <laughs> I'm going to mention that the next time I leave him a voicemail. Nice. Yeah. What do you guys think this means for the future of, of a Dark Order? What do you think is going to be going on with Silver 10? Nope. Silver Uno. <laughs> <laughs> You really want Ted to be in there. It's just, it's just funny because like what I keep picturing is that instead Uno has joined uh, Roosh because Roosh co- complimented Uno's His beautiful body. body. Aww. Uh, it'd be kind of fun. I thought this okay. was like a really effective heel turn. Like if you're going to turn heel, like being yeah. cruel to a child will really do it. Um, oh, yeah. So like good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where they're going with dark order. It's like they're, I mean, they've been slowly disintegrating over these past, this past year, I guess, yeah. or six months. Um, well, I think the argument is kind of like, is dark order going to be over or is dark order going to be in the trios division? And they are still mm. dark order, but it's just the three of them. That's, yeah. that's what I've seen you know, the two things getting kicked around. But but if you think something else, say that. No, I agree. I think, I don't know. I think there's, they're still going to end up being the dark order, but it is funny that like they had like a bit that they all were assigned a number, but now they're down to just, you know, and the two guys that their number never stuck. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. it is funny. I mean, it might be good for a reboot because I do think John Silver and, Alex Reynolds like are a lot of fun so maybe doing something like slightly just a little different I don't know I'd like them the, to be used better because I like them a lot they could bring the beaver boys back which mm. was their old gimmick <laughs> let's bring those back yeah bring back beaver boys I love it it just sounds like we all we completely lost energy because we're like oh, I've got to think about that on my own beaver boys uh, gonna take that back yeah <laughs> it's hard to respond that. to that in the moment but yeah I'll think on I'll think on it myself who is 10 gonna kick out of the trio of Roosh Butcher and Blade 
Oh my God. How's that even going to work? With you can't break them? up Butcher and Blake. No, you can't, but maybe he's not going to replace Roosh. Maybe it'll oh be my Roosh, God. Ted, and Jose the assistant. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> what if Butcher and Blade do break up? I can't be having that. No, that's not right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Oh God. We can Marjorie, can you cut that? No. <laughs> I we sound like we're like this. traumatized from a broken home. Like they can't get divorced too. <laughs> I've taken a lot this year. I've done with a lot. And I, I won't be taking And this. the butcher and the blade, this is the last straw. I do feel like that is actually the vibe in, in AEW fandom right now. Really yeah. is like, please, it is December. <laughs> like, just don't make me suffer anything else. Like, I just want my family to be happy at Christmas. <laughs> and then we can deal with anything. The other stuff we can deal with in the new year. 2023 is a different world. Everything's going to be better next year. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay, let's wrap up by talking about the women. So, hmm, I love when I give myself quite a bit of leeway before <laughs> I get to the actual stuff I have to say. I can't say it. The TJ is unfortunately the only thing I can say. A bad brain. TJ. Ty J. Ty J. Yeah. It's it. a Sean. It's Bean. Sean Bean. Yep. I won't say it. TJ. Willow and Sky Blue. No. And J- it's, I'm sorry, but it ha- it's what I'm going to say. It's who I am. This is my personality now. I'm a TJ girl. Not that I root for them, but that I, you, that's how I say their name. Why don't you try out a little Taijai? I, <laughs> I, it, it could be Taijai. It could be Taijai, but it can't be Taijai. Taijai is a real strong personality if you want to put Ty-Jai. that on. Taijai. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a like a name for... Well, okay. Ty Jai, sure. Will, Willow and Sky <laughs> Jamie Hader and Britt had a three-way tag match on Dynamite last week that Britt and Jamie won. The match was fine, but the big news of Dynamite was that Tony finally was like, I can't hear from any of you about interim title <laughs> anymore. So Jamie is the official women's world champ. Did we already that say this the- on the show? That was the first mm-hmm. of our two wins last week that we didn't yeah. get to crow about. That finally, Tony yeah. was like, Tony Khan was like, yeah, okay, I am gaslighting <laughs> you. It's over. <laughs> We're just not yeah. saying that for like three, what, four weeks at this point? Being yeah. like, just tell, you don't have to do a tournament. You could just tell us. And he's like, the girl said it. The girl said I could do it. The girl said I could do <laughs> Once it. Once yeah. in a while. Yeah. Once in so a while. That, that was win listen. one. That was win one. And yeah. retroactively, Tony Storm also was a real. He said that never happened. That interim title thing, it, <laughs> it never, never happened. happened. You were yeah, all real champs. Real title. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Tony. Thank you, Papa Tony. It's the only thing you've done I liked recently. And uh, then on Rampage, this was really the bigger win, though. I mean, this, oh, this was ooh, a huge win for if us. If you guys could have been in the group chat mm. when some of us were watching this episode of Rampage, and I'm just furiously typing... Tony did it. Tony did what we wanted. Tony, listen to us. <laughs> and to everybody that reached out and said, oh my God, how happy you were. Thank how you. happy were you guys? We were happy. Yeah. We, were we were very, very happy. happy. It was a true moment of triumph because what happened was that Tony showed up on Rampage. Tony Storm, not Tony. Con. Oh yeah, not Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do not an extreme moment forget, of happiness. Forget that Anne gave you that, that image and just keep Tony Khan in your mind. <laughs> Tony showed up on Rampage looking a mess. <laughs> Mascara running down his face, hair a mess. Looked like no he'd been makeup, crying for hoodies. days. Two black eyes. Hip. Yeah, two black eyes. Um, yeah, but no, Tony Storm. 
and um, she just looked wrecked. And I yeah, said, "Yeah, it was Thank so you. good." May I have another? Sometimes Thank I, you. This was a point where I was like, "Does the women's division and the women's division only listen to this podcast?" Because we did get Darkheart also when we like yeah, were we gunning yes. for that for a long time, yeah. and now we get Tony Storm, sad girl mess. Like, I mean, she was just perfect, sad girl like so falling good. apart. It was, it was absolutely amazing. And you know what? It wasn't just us who were horned up. Like no. a lot of the internet People was agreed. like, it made me feel things. And I was yeah. Like, yeah no. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, that that is that was a woman who just had the worst night of her life out at yeah. the bar. She is sobbing mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Yeah. It is all over for her. And to the women's division, I say, which of you will happily stumble into that bathroom and take care of that woman? Yeah, and yeah, say exactly. you're our best friend now. Come yes. to the next bar with us. We're taking oh care of you, baby. Yeah. My God. Like if Willow Nightingale and I guess Athena's oh a heel now, so God. it couldn't be her. But if Willow Nightingale like ran mm-hmm. up to Tony Storm and was like, babe, like Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue, it could be both of yeah. them. Yeah. Hey, that'd be great. So excited at the idea. Like I want to be a sad girl in the bathroom who gets yeah. comforted by Willow Nightingale. Know, like, oh my right? God. I know that she would grab me by the chin and On be like, the worst night of your you, life. Right. Ugh. Like, Forget about it. They're not yeah. that person's not worth it. You're yeah, you're, you're my best friend now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, it, okay. it's like it was like supposed to be Tony's birthday party, but then it's like she found mm. out that her, you know, that her best friend fucked her boyfriend and then everyone took her best friend's side and then they mm-hmm. all left the bar. So she's alone at the bar wasted and <laughs> she's going to have to move out of her apartment in the morning. Willow Nightingale would get you through that. Like oh, that, yeah. would be, that would be your rock now. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. So thank you, Tony. May I have another? Please yeah. keep being sad. Please never do never do your hair again. I mean, she'd done yeah. her hair. She'd done something with her hair. I understand that, but you know, she did it to look a mess, though. She like, did it which to look was a mess. perfect. And like when you see a very beautiful woman, like in a gross hoodie with her hair, like just oh. unmade up, like oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, people yeah. are not talking enough about it. Mm. Maybe now they will. <laughs> okay, uh, and then the other like big news of the week here was just that Jamie and Britt have had a couple of promos together where someone is trying to talk to Jamie about like you're the champ, and um, Britt talks instead, and that seems like it's probably going somewhere. We had a promo this week where uh, Jamie was like, "I want to sit down with Tony Schiavone." She said it to Tony Schiavone. She said, "I want to sit down with you." Is that right? <laughs> or does she want to yeah. sit down with Renee? Well, she no, wants to sit no, down. Tony. With Tony. She said, I will be sitting down with you. We'll sit down with we'll you. Well, that's down that's you, Brit's, Brit's guy there, too. That's so. Brit's guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it does, they're still doing some stuff there. Um, I don't know. I really am no longer understand when they're going to pull the trigger or how they're going to pull the trigger <laughs> or what point they're getting them to that will cause the trigger to be pulled or I don't really know anything, but they are looking beautiful. So. <laughs> That's all well, I got. And honestly, like if they want to delay pulling the Brit Jamie trigger because they're tormenting poor Tony Storm with how her like ex roommate is now best friends with Brit and being triumphant, like I would I would be okay with that. If it drives Tony into being a sad girl, we can push it off. I agree, but I also am interested in the idea of Jamie turns on Brit. And ruins Brit's life. Mm. And that then Brit and Tony are both. Oh. They've both been turned on We've both on by been Jamie. screwed over by the same girl. Both yeah. both been screwed. And that's that a maybe, powerful force. <laughs> maybe they have to learn to cooperate. Maybe. When you, when you both hate the same girl, that's. Friendships can be based on that for sure. Lots of it things can, can be based on that. 
It's also like oh. ripe for so much comedy where Brit is like, <laughs> Brit is like, yeah, like I'm stuck with you. You're like the only person that <laughs> I can work with right now, but I'm not like happy about it because no. you're kind of like a freak and like. Tony is just like, you're so mean to me. Tony is sobbing. Brit is like, I cannot overemphasize how much you annoyed the fucking shit out of me. I need you to focus up. Brit's like, are you crying again? (laughs) This is, this could be like, they'll never do the storyline. I know, I understand that they won't. But when we were talking about like, you put villains in situations they never saw themselves being in and it and it pushes them to change mm. as people that's what i'm talking about because that's a full like you can see the movie of that where at the yeah. end mm-hmm. like brit is just like yeah i i like you as a person i'm mm. not proud of it but yes Tony, <laughs> i like you as a person <laughs> i will defend you and yes i understand the shit you say about being a good per oh it's important to be a good person yes Fine, I get it. I get it. I'll be a good person. I'm not happy about it, but I'll do it. And that'd be good. Yeah. I'd like it. would be extremely good. So, and then on uh, Dynamite this week, we had an Anna J and Willow Nightingale match that Willow won. Very cute. She looked great. It's wonderful. And after she won and left, we got Ruby Soho's great rancid music that we love. And mm. she came out and attacked uh, Anna J and Ty Conti. Uh, and she's back, and that made me happy. It made me oh. so happy. I was so happy to see her. I've missed her so stuff. much. She got a good pop. People haven't forgotten yeah. about her. No. And she looked great. She has that green hair now. She was wearing those like real ripped jeans. It was a it was a perfect look. I was happy to see her. Um, I wish that I had any like thoughts to report on TJ Taijai, <laughs> like what's going on with them as characters, because I would say like kind of nothing. And yeah. so I guess it would be fun if Ruby managed to bring a little something out of them that yeah. wasn't just sports entertainment. <laughs> They've been really boring. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. It's kind of, they, they sometimes have a vibe of like Gretchen Wiener and um, <laughs> what is the other one? It, the non- ESPN. Regine. Huh? Oh. ESPN. Yeah, yeah, that, that girl. They, yeah. they have that vibe of like the two of them timed, tied, uh, <laughs> teamed up where they're like, both mean girls, but they're both incredibly stupid. No Regina, no one is driving like, the car. Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho. Is Regina. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like a nice, it's not working. It's yeah, like a full nightmare. And then other times, I think that they're like they're somehow occupying this space that like the bunny and Penelope should be occupying. Mm. So I don't know. Something's got to be different. Oh, yeah. we saw the bunny and the and the Penelope. We saw the bunny. And the Penelope. <laughs> I think we're doing like really good. <laughs> I think people are going to be like, "This is a good podcast." Unfortunately, got a little rough in here. We, I think they came out after that three-way tag, maybe because don't didn't can't you picture it? She was skipping, they were skipping, and you were there, and you were there. We saw them. They, they, we saw. I them do feel week. like we did, but we did yeah. see them. I, I don't it? know when. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Well, that's the week in wrestling. I think. Um, <laughs> do we miss anything? Yeah, we didn't talk Lots about of private stuff. party. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped it for time. Oh no! <laughs> I will. Let, okay, uh, let me. Um, I'm going to mock something up real quick in my mind. Final, final topic of the night. Uh, <laughs> the report from uh, SRSFightful.com saying that one of the hottest uh, storylines in wrestling was written entirely by the wrestlers and it's been playing out on KW <laughs> Dark. And that's the story between Matt Hardy, Ethan Page, and Private Party. Uh, Leah, let's kick it to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I could not be thrilled, more thrilled to find out that they've just invented this entire plot line for <laughs> themselves. It's amazing. <laughs> Can you explain the plot line? Yeah. Have you been so, watching it? No, just through, I haven't been watching the actual episodes. I've been watching it through <laughs> social media and that's all sure, I really need sure, to be sure, doing. Sure. So <laughs> Ethan Page owns Matt Hardy, right? Yeah. He oh, owns right. Private party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so sure. he told Matt Hardy that he needed to win all his ma- matches without using his like special guy finisher. And if he used his special guy finisher, special he was going to be charged a $50,000 fine. 50000 Oh, so wow. Well, it is. Of course, Matt, of course, Matt Hardy did it. What was he Matt stole? Hardy called? Matt, mad Money Matt Hardy, Big Money, Mr. Money. He was when we, came, when we <laughs> showed up. Yeah, money. but he lost all his money because he lost it to Andrade at some point. So he's poor. He lost? But he's poor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why Ethan Page owns him. Anyway, so he stole... <laughs> He stole $50,000 from Ari Davari. And then oh, he, like, sure. he gave it to Ethan Page and was like, this is my fine, bitch. And then <laughs> he, like, his whole thing is that like Ethan is trying to break Matt uh, Hardy's spirit. And Matt yeah. Hardy is doing malicious compliance. And mm. like it is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And Matt and Private Party are just circling around like a bunch of ding-dongs. And it's <laughs> perfect. It is, everybody is doing the comedy of their life. I love that. So, But how is he complying? By paying the fine with Ari Davari's money? He's winning. He's, he's winning matches and he is backing up the other members of the firm. He's oh. doing, like, whatever Ethan Page says he has to do, he does it, but either does it badly or oh does it um, just does it does it wrong just enough to piss ethan off what is the what mm. is the name for it it's um quiet quitting no <laughs> well yeah but incompetence um uh, oh. performative incompetence you know it's what yeah. men do when they don't want to take the trash out yeah, and, yeah. i don't know how to do laundry yes, <laughs> you have to exactly. do it for He's me like, oh yeah. i poured a whole bucket of soap in there then my body <laughs> Everything's pink now. How did that happen? <laughs> okay, that's I great. met a man once whose father told him to do that to get oh, his. God. He was like, "You just do the laundry wrong once, and then your wife does it forever." And I was like, "You just said that to me. Like, I've never come closer to ripping someone's head off." That's awesome. That's horrible. But I will I say also that this is what we say to my friend Anna all the times. So we're like, "This is what you do." That this is that you are that you do this, and she's like so true, bestie, and that uh, Josh does do all their laundry. So God love Good for her. She's what she's her, doing is reclaiming her time for all women kind, women's rights, mm-hmm. and women's wrongs. <laughs> That's right. Um, great. Well, thank you so much for that special report. And may I say, every time I kick it to you, Leah, you knock it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready that time. <laughs> you're kind of always supposed to be ready because when you're doing the podcast, you're on, baby. You gotta always be on. Okay, is that the end? Anything else? Yeah, I think that's good. You think so? You got your fill? Yeah. Feeling good? You feeling good? Not me. Okay, I've been out. <laughs> I've been in. And I've been Leah. This is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com com 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 <laughs> say that tie tunneltalkpod at gmail.com please rate, review and subscribe to us wherever you get your come back next week come back next week the vibes are always on